Welcome, welcome to another fantastic, wonderful, awesome episode. In this episode, I talk about Pierce Morgan and his his um, exchange with a climate change activist. And then I go and rant basically for 20 minutes about climate change. So you'll hear some things I have to say about climate change and the people who it affects and the people who it doesn't affect and our rulers from on high telling us how we must live our lives. So take a listen. And you can follow me on Twitter, tstuch1, T-S-T-U-C-H, the number one. Follow my website, tstuch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com. Follow my YouTube, T-A-Y-L-O-R, Stutch, S-T-U-C-H. And uh, yeah, guys, Periscope videos daily, tstuch1. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome to the pod. Welcome back, everyone. Let's have a talk because we need to discuss some things going on in your life. Um, Most notably, we're going to talk about climate change. Okay, retards? No, I'm just kidding. You're not retards. I was just watching a hilarious clip from your mom's house podcast, one of the greatest podcasts on the world. And um, yes, I said on the world. Um, and in the podcast there, anyway, there's a clip that comes up. What I want to talk about is, um, Pierce Morgan. I think he was trending the other day on Twitter. And I believe the reason why he was trending on the Twitter is because he called out a climate activist, um, because of some stupid ass shit she was saying. So first off, Let's talk a little bit about what's been going on. There have been some big, um, big, what is it, protests going on about climate change. And I guess they call them like Extinction Rebellion. And people like kind of dance around and do some weird goofy shit and pretend like they're making a difference. And uh, they had a, there was a climate activist on one show that Pierce Morgan is on. Not sure what show it is. Because uh, yeah, I guess he's changed shows or whatever the hell. And I watched part of the interview where she's going on about you know the uh, what they need to do and everything like that. And then he calls her out, which is a surprise. Uh, Pierce Morgan has been calling out the far left over the last couple of years because I think he's more of a um, he's more of a, a not a classical liberal, but he's more of a liberal in what you would call a liberal like seven years ago liberal uh and anyway in the american terms like democrat liberal now he calls her out and he says wait a minute he asks her do do you guys have ac in your house do you have a tv do you walk to you walk your child to school Um, And it was just a great point. It was fantastic because he's calling out the total hypocrisy of the radical leftists that are so freaking out about climate change. And this is something that has bothered me big time, is that the people that lose their minds about climate change, that say that humans are 100% causing it, you know, these are the people that are very certain that we are destroying the planet. Um, 
they say, you know, humans are destroying the planet, fossil fuels are destroying the planet, and it's like that Greta Thornburg girl, um, that teenager that's going around saying that. Meanwhile, she's like flying across the country, probably taking car trips around everywhere, and I understand that, that we live in a system where we use fossil fuels, but use less, you know, uh, don't own anything that's not critical to survival that's made of plastic. Don't use a TV. You know, it's like there are things that people that are true climate change activists could do, right? I'm sure there are communes people could join. There are probably ways that they could transport themselves, um, maybe just not leave, right? Uh, for example, the people that want to prescribe the way that everyone should live, rarely do they live it themselves, and that is a critical – that's my, one of my biggest problems with big statism. With, uh, and it, I have a problem with it from anywhere, no matter where it comes from. When somebody is prescribing to other people the way that you have to live, and that is one of the biggest things that's going on with the more radical leftist side. But he basically called out this girl. He's like, look. If you use a TV, if you're using a car, if you're using a plane, are you, you know, how are your kids getting to school? Because it's like this, you know, think about all the components that go into manufacturing our daily lives. And that's what I think a lot of people that are very extreme in the climate debate don't understand is that most of the things in your life that you enjoy that make you comfortable, a lot of those things are bad for the environment, like plastics. All the things that are used to make plastics, and plastics are everywhere. Um, as bad as plastic is for the environment in many ways, it has made the cheap production of goods so prolific that you can um, that we're able to supply ourselves with a variety of cheap goods. I mean, it's made everything more affordable. Look at uh, look around your house and just look at how many things are made of plastic from parts that uh, house your computer, to things that store clothes, to things that store your food. Now, they're not all good for us. I'll give us I'll give you that. And that's, you know, it's it's something that we have to figure out and live with and over time change. But to just attack people for living their lives um over that's and that's what these climate change activists do, right? That's why, you know, they want to go after fossil fuels and everything and I get it, but it's like you don't it's almost as though they don't understand the repercussions of it. And I would say that the reason that these people are act like this is because it's part of an industry. And people have brought this up before. There was a guy named Milo Yiannopoulos who talked about this back um, a few years ago. How, And I don't know how accurate this was, but he did talk about how on his um, – he used to be involved in some, in the UN climate uh, some UN climate shit, and how they would fudge numbers and stuff like that. And other people have talked about how there's so much funding and money that goes into the climate change, the climate change agenda that it is an industry. It's an industry where people get lots of money from governments and organizations, and so there's um, it's hard to tell a genuine activist from somebody who is walking is talking the talk but not walking the walk. And it's very interesting for me also because that's one of my biggest things is I hate 
you know, politicians and other people telling everyone else how they need to live. And I mean, you know, corporations too, you know, like big corporations, you know, telling everyone how they need to live their lives. I'm not cool with that either. You know, that being said, it generally comes from, you know, radical left wingers, especially nowadays. And also though, one of the biggest problems with it is that these people live a totally different life from the one that they are prescribing to everyone else, right? So for example, radical left-wing politicians, they want to raise everybody's taxes, but they don't get their taxes raised. Or they want to change everybody's healthcare system, but they get access to special healthcare, right? They don't experience the downside of the shitty decisions that they make for everyone else. That is the definition of not having skin in the game, right? The rest of us, you know, whether you are an entrepreneur, whether you're doing, no matter what you're doing, if you're a just, if you're a regular person in society, you have to make decisions for yourself and your family all the time where you experience the downside for the decisions you make. However, when you get to politicians and when you get to activists, they go on these fucking bullshit campaigns and they try to encourage everyone else to change their lives. Meanwhile, they're getting paid. That's how they're making their money. They make their money by telling everyone else that they need to change the way they live. So that way, hey, guess what? If taxes go up, it's okay because I get paid by advocating for this stuff, right? So if they get carbon taxes going up and if they get, um, you know, if they can increase your cost of living, it doesn't bother some of these activists because this is how they make their money. So they'll just have to continue down this pathway. So they don't experience the same downside as the regular people on the ground. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, talk about how this this also affects the third world pretty bad. Hold on. Let me go ahead and pause for the sponsors. I'll be right back. So one of the other problems with the climate change debate, the climate change conversation, is that everyone wants to focus on the Western world. And I guess that's because that's – you know, everybody wants to talk shit about the United States and about Canada, about how we're racist, sexist, homophobic, we're imperialist powers, yet we are the only countries that tolerate such dissent, you know, also in Western Europe. You know, we tolerate extreme dissent against the establishment. And now, don't get me wrong, it's not perfect, and I understand that, you know, that we still have a ruling establishment that needs to be challenged in certain respects. But that being said, those same people want to say, oh, well, American people need to change their way of living, right? The American people need to give up driving cars. Like uh, I remember hearing about the Green New Deal, and I didn't actually read it, so I'm somewhat un uninformed, and I I'm cool if someone corrects me. But I do believe that AOC had this Green New Deal that was essentially um, – made it to where it would make it would decrease plane flights plane travel uh and it, it was just going to be a disaster on the economy and it was all for you know to make things more environmentally friendly now i'm not against environmentally friendly stuff 
I'm not against that at all. My thing is I just don't want to see large government subsidies going towards it. And the same with fossil fuels. We don't need to see large government subsidies going to fossil fuels. I don't think we need to see large government subsidies going to um, renewable energy either. These things need to be developed and stand on their own merit as far as I'm concerned. All of it. All of it. Nobody needs to be sucking off the federal government, but yeah. Anyway, everyone's doing it, so what are you going to do about it? Now, back to what I'm talking about, is I'm not against renewables at all, but the cost, uh, you know, people want carbon taxes, they want um, Americans to stop using, you know, plastics and this, that, and the other. Meanwhile, the biggest emitters of pollution are coming from developing countries, they're coming from places in Southeast Asia. They're coming from India. They're coming from China. They're coming from Asia is where most of the pollution is being generated from. The plastics are being generated most – the plastic in the ocean that everyone's freaking out about. Don't get me wrong. I know we contribute, of course, but a lot of it is being contributed from Asia, okay? People got to remember there's more people in like China and Southeast Asia than I think most of the world. There's like a few billion people concentrated in that small area. And so there's a lot of waste and there's a lot of pollution being generated there. Like China's got 1.4, India's got about a little over a billion, I think. And then you've, I mean, I don't know how many you've got in Southeast Asia, but within that one area, you've got a few billion people. Meanwhile, across all of North America, you don't even have 1 billion people. So, I mean, that just gives you some idea right there where all most of the stuff is coming from. Now, I could totally understand people wanting to have these other countries um, ramp down their pollution. I would agree. I would say, look, guys, if we could figure out a way to decrease the waste of plastics in the ocean, if we could figure out a way to not spew so much shit into the air, right? Because we all know what's going on in China. Like in China, the air quality is absolute shit in a good part of the country. If you go to the, the industrial areas of China, the, uh, the rust belt of China near Beijing and the north and central regions uh, where they're belting out coal and all kinds of stuff, um, like Beijing, I've been in Beijing. I have been to Beijing when the pollution was horrible. I didn't really, you know, I didn't, you know, you just do your shit. But the pollution was horrendous. Then the next day, a big wind came by. They actually have a saying in Beijing that like the quality, something about the quality of the air depends on the wind. Basically, if a wind comes and blows it away, then you're good. But if not, it just stagnates and everyone's choking. So... The pollution in China is horrendous, and I'm sure it's like that in other parts of that part of the world. And here's the deal, though. This is one thing. I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and he made a comment. I said, look, most of the pollution is coming from that area of the world. Like that's where most of the uh, things are being emitted from. So why don't we do something about that, right? And he was like, yeah, well, we do need to do something about that. Well, here's the problem, senor or senorita, whoever you are, is who are you to tell these people that they're not allowed to use their own sovereignty to improve their standard of living? Now, I do understand 
that you know a lot of these people are going to argue that hey uh you know you're going to destroy the planet it doesn't matter your standard of living if the planet is destroyed but there's a couple problems one we don't know if humans are the ones responsible for this situation and two when people are just trying to survive good fucking luck telling them to worry about the planet it was interesting. You know, this has been my opinion for a while, and I heard Naval on Joe Rogan's podcast talk about this as well. Um, he, I don't know if it was on Joe Rogan's podcast or on his own podcast. He just made a comment about it like, look, you know, these people, people in the developing world, whether it be parts of China, Southeast Asia, India, wherever, their biggest concern is about getting, you know, getting meals on the table for their family making sure they have enough money for a place to live, making sure they got enough money for a, you know, transportation to get to and from work. You know, they've got to stay up with technology to a degree for their jobs and education. So, all of these people are moving fast and hard to move into a more comfortable lifestyle, to move beyond the mere subsistence lifestyle of day-to-day hand-to-mouth uh living. That's what these people are working towards. They're working towards making a better future for themselves and their families. And you've got these climate change activists in America, in the UK, that are saying, well, we, you know, all of that needs to end. You know, that basically everybody, you know, we have got to a level where, in a, you know, also you got to remember, we're rather comfortable in the West. You know, we're pretty comfortable. And so it would actually be probably beneficial for us. I'm not saying people should have to be forced to do so, but it would probably be beneficial if more people lived less comfortably because they would, it would probably be healthier, right? Like it's probably not so healthy that we have, that, you know, we're never uncomfortable. Right, you need to experience discomfort in order to get stronger, in order to have a stronger immune system, um, in order to be more resilient against problems in life. So, yes, I do believe that in in the West we've become so comfortable to a degree we would be better off. Some, a lot of us, if we were less comfortable. That being said, in other and so you've got these uh, climate change activists that they're coming from this perspective. That, oh, in the West, we're so decadent, therefore, you know, everything needs to stop now. The whole world needs to stop development. And the rest of the world is like, hey, dude, uh, we actually don't like the way that we're living, and we would like to um, have your lifestyle. So how about you don't fuck with our stuff? How about you let us develop the way we want to develop, and you can stay over there and put your head in the sand like you guys have been doing at your little protests because that is apparently one of the things they did. Uh, There was a protest where the climate change activists actually put their head in the sand, which was pretty funny. Um, And (laughs) yeah, it's crazy. Crazy people, crazy times, crazy world. Um, But that is one of the biggest things with the climate change debate. There's that. Okay, so there's a situation where the... Uh, radical climate change activists want to change the world, but they don't understand that they would be infringing upon the sovereignty and rights of billions of people who are trying to better their lives and better themselves. Now, you also have a situation about um, pollution versus climate change. So let me pause here. 
And uh, let me talk about that. Let's go to another segment. So uh, there, one of the things with the climate change debate is people tend to confuse pollution, local pollution with climate change. So I was talking to somebody and, you know, we weren't in a fierce debate, but it was, ev- it was very, very clear that this person was not differentiating between uh, climate change and just pollution. So in America and in the West especially, pollution has got a lot better in terms of um, how much we're polluting. Like we're not polluting our rivers nearly as much or our farmlands and this, that, and the other. Now, don't get me wrong. Pollution still happens. You know, there is still air pollution. There's still things being spewed in the air that are bad for us. Um, But there is confusion about pollution. You know, like putting plastic into into the ocean is, to my knowledge, to my understanding, is a very different situation than climate change, right? The climate change is about the theory that greenhouse gases emitted by human activities are blanketing the planet and causing a warming effect. Um, however, there's a misunderstanding where some people um, want to conflate that with just general pollution. So when I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, I could tell that in his talk, in his, um, what would I call it, in his uh, vomiting up of left-wing talking points, uh, that was kind of the situation where he was conflating local pollution or pollution in certain parts of the world with overall climate change. And they're just not the same thing. But anyway, the climate change situation is interesting. Um, If you want to learn more about it, Scott Adams, you should look him up on Twitter. Uh, He did a really interesting, uh, interesting, 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 say that all the time. He did a good, I don't know what you would call it. He had a situation on Twitter for a while where he was comparing the pro and against sides of climate change, about human-caused climate change and if it's happening and how much is human-caused. And, and honestly, it was, it was very eye-opening to a degree because it showed that you can everybody can prove their points. Everyone can pick the data that they want to pick to make the situation look like it's not happening or that it is happening or that humans are having an effect and that they're not having an effect. Um, Knowing what I know about, and I'm not an expert on probability or uncertainty with models and complexity theory, but knowing what I know about our uncertainty with complex models and multivariable situations, you know, considering how bad we are with the weather, um, I in no way am going to put faith into climate models of a hundred years out. The other thing is, I've said before in previous podcasts, uh, there is so much activity going on in the earth to pretend as though that we have all the variables for the model is absolutely insane. I mean, we can't predict, like I've said, we can't predict hurricane paths. We can't predict the weather two weeks out. We can't predict, um, you know, basic human, you know, things. Well, I guess in the economy, it's different. But the variables that go into the world, the way the world operates, are probably so many more than we know and understand. 
and to pretend that we have every possible variable mapped out and that we know exactly how everything interacts with everything else is fucking asinine and insane. So um, when it comes to that, that's what I have to say about that. You can email me, tayradio1 at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, tstutch1, Periscope, tstutch1. Follow me on my website, tstutch.com. And uh, peace out, guys.